Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Facts and Furious where we are ready to put the pedal to the metal for some good old-fashioned car-based podcasting. As ever, we will look at the latest and greatest automotive news accompanied by our often furious take from the Petrohead's perspective. I'm Hetesh and you also have got James and in today's podcast we will be covering The Polestar 2 is being turned up to 11 with a hot new version. DeLorean is back, this time truly from the future. And the end of the Mercedes E63 as we know it. Then to round off the show, we will have a look at our mystery car of the week as picked by myself. And the hint to get you started is it's a car that came with striking looks, supercar performance for its time and fantastic handling, but failed to grab the attention of buyers. So, but the, the just to make sure you've not had a blunder here, Hetesh. Yeah. We're not talking about the Mark 1 NSX here, are we? We are. No, we've moved on okay. from the NSX. It's a Definitely not NSX. Definitely not. It's a completely different manufacturer. Okay, so striking look, supercar performance for its time. So I'm taking to that to mean it's old and fantastic handling. Yes. Failed to grab attention of of uh, of buyers. Yeah. Nothing spring to mind. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna probably have to wait to the end and get a clue or two. I I, have, I get the feeling that you're not going to get this one, and then we'll be even. Oh, thanks for the vote of confidence, Hetesh. That really, <laughs> oh, moments like that really give me the confidence boost to keep going. <laughs> uh, well, I need to try and catch up at this point. I'm falling behind. <laughs> well, that's true, but I mean, we don't. <laughs> that's just because of your inferior car knowledge. But we won't get stuck on that. The, just on the subject of of things falling behind. I mean, it's not really on the subject of it, but did you know the Toyota Prius is, is no longer for sale in the UK? Really? Yeah. When did that happen? I, I don't know. I didn't even know that happened. So. Yeah, I was just, I was looking, I was trying to find, I don't know why I was looking, uh, I think it was pulling something together. Need some information on it. Was this a company car that you were trying to get? <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, I started looking at hybrids, filtered to new NSX. <laughs> uh, but no, I was just, I w- went to find a, look at the brochure for it online it's not there and then and then completely unrelated was then trying to find some information on the nissan navara that's no longer for sale are you sure they're not just they've not just been taken off sale because of the whole supply issue or have they officially gone prius actually said that longer available in the uk which I, i to be fair i get you know they've replaced to me the prius became less practical especially when you get it had that the last generation had that sloping roof line which for the type of people who need that kind of car taxi drivers family drivers the space in the back is actually quite useful so yeah when they then introduced the corolla which is offers much of the same albeit not plug-in hybrid yet or maybe there is one i'm not sure um you're going to go to the corolla aren't you and and you don't have that that image problem i don't think with the corolla than you Mm. do with the prius so no, I think I think it's I think it's gone. And then the Nissan Navara, I'm, I I just I'm not sure. I, I may, maybe I think I think sales had slumped. But then you go the X class. Right. I think I don't think which was the same pickup just with more expensive clothing and the Renault pickup which never made it here. These cars just kind of fade away and you you, you blink and you miss them kind of thing. But they were so popular with you know, like builders and you know just people in the trade. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's it's still going in other markets at the moment. I just I just think it's not not in the UK. Right. Okay. Well, that's interesting news. Uh, sad, definitely, because mm. I really wanted a pickup. Uh, but maybe oh, actually, maybe the Ford Raptors are still about. Oh, I think you no. can, Ford is still. I think the Ford Range is the most popular pickup in the UK. 
Perfect. I've still got something to go for. <laughs> you mean you wouldn't have Get Ready for a Plug, the electric pickup we covered in last week's episode. Which one was that? <laughs> what, Tetesh? <laughs> you were there! <laughs> it, the, Maxis, the Maxis one. The T-something 90. The one that's based Whoa, on a normal pickup. I thought you were going to tell me what brand it was without hesitating. <laughs> no, it's the Maxis, that Maxis one. The... The one that had the, you know, the, the Mifa 9. Yeah, we were the covering Chinese movies. <laughs> Sorry, wait, what? <laughs> the Mifa, the, what was yeah. it? Um, you mean the, the rip-off versions of... Uh, maximum. Popular? I think it was Maximum, Intelligent, Friendly and Artistic. That's what it stood for, wasn't it? That was the people. Oh, carrying. yeah. That's it, yeah. But I think we should get to some new news, seeing as um, some people have already forgotten last week's news, but uh, not oh, going to name any I names. I remember every sort of rip-off brand that's come to market. No, they're not a rip-off brand. They, well, I mean, granted, the designing... pickup looked a little like a Hilux. Yes. But the, the Miffa, that's all. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like uh, the Toyota, what was it, Velfire. Yeah, and the other 900 people carry versions they do. Since talking about... Japanese people carry. No, we've gone back to Japanese people carries. Last week we told ourselves off for it. Hit me with some exciting <laughs> news from this week, Atesh. I feel like it's just news that we love. We no, it's rubbish. <laughs> oh, no. Right, so I guess we'll just dive straight in with our first story. So, our first story is that Polestar is bringing back to market a hot new EV, uh, which is set to rival the Model 3. Uh, the car that they're bringing to market is the Polestar 2. Uh, however, it's a BST. Whoa, 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 whoa Atesh. Yes. You just sold me a hot new EV. Polestar it is a hot is new EV. Polestar 2 is not new. Oh, just, just wait for the rest of the story, James. <laughs> so the Polestar 2, however, it's the BST edition. Um, so it's called the BST edition 270. British and summertime, I'm assuming. Yeah. Must be, must be. <laughs> um, and it's a hard score, uh, hard score, hardcore hard sports EV uh, with 469 brake horsepower. Um, it was originally revealed last year as an experimental prototype at last year's Goodwood Festival of Speed. Um, and the Swedish car maker, so Polestar, is actually saying that it's their most dynamic electric driver's car that they've produced yet. Um, How many so other um, electric driver's cars have they produced, Hetesh, just out of, out of curiosity? Uh, I think it's just the other Polestar 2, isn't it? <laughs> or the Polestar well, 1. <laughs> I see what they've done there. Yeah, <laughs> Polestar 1 was a hybrid, so I don't know if they're... Yeah. Going and and to be fair, based on how expensive that was, I would be surprised if they were going to claim that this car would be more dynamic than that one. So, but the, I'm taking that as just marketing. Hey, yeah, it's a marketing blump. Blump. <laughs> you can tell how I feel about this story already. Oh, raging, raging. <laughs> oh, I've not even got to the bit I'm most cross about. Oh, what's that? <laughs> oh, well, you'll get there. We'll get there together. Okay, right. We'll we'll keep going. Yeah. So, um, aside from the obvious um, bespoke design elements, which you'll see if you have a look at some of the posts and the pictures of this vehicle. As in, um, we'll put them up on our Instagram. That's right, yep. Uh, because they've tried to make the car a bit sporty, which I actually quite like. Uh, the car has a four-wheel drive, and uh, the BST edition has been tuned to give, uh, as I mentioned, 470 brake horsepower and 502 pounds foot of torque, um, which is standard. Um, which is actually going to match a recent power boost that was recently rolled out as an over-the-air upgrade for the standard two. Uh, and there we arrive at my main problem with this yep. car. Uh, yes, I, I, I felt like... <laughs> I object, right, to... Yep. Not, maybe object's not the right word, but someone goes out and they buy a they buy a Polestar 2, right? 
yeah, they get it home. They think it's brilliant. Isn't this great? And then a couple months down the line, they go, well, actually, we've managed to tweak a few things our end. We can make it better if you give us a bit more money. If we're going down the oh, route yeah. of, of if, if we're going down the route of stuff like where cars are white goods, the equivalent of your phone, your laptop or whatever, where you maybe have a monthly subscription for it, for it, for it or it's more tech based. Why should car manufacturers be able to go, we've made it better, give us some more money. Whereas you know, we ex- with the stuff like your laptops and your phones, you automatically get updates, improvements. Yeah, you true. Know, I get that they're going, we'll make a bit more money out of them. And actually, we've gone above and beyond. But at the same time, no, I've, I've, I've spent the money on the car. And likewise, and I know you're going to tell me more about this car in terms of the performance upgrades. But if I was going to buy a hot new version of an EV and it's being sold as having more power than than certain of the standard models because it's not all of them is it that it's yeah. more power than it's just the, the top top ones anyway i wouldn't expect someone to be able to sit there and go oh just log into my polestar account and tick that box and i'll get an over the air update and my car will have the same power output as that guy yeah it's uh, i think i think it definitely is quite sad to see that being the case for getting upgrades it's for your sad, car it's annoying uh yeah okay but then Okay, I, I, no, I see what you mean. I, I, actually, a very good example of this is a recent race that um, Carlisle did. Plug? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we might as well see if they could give us some sponsorship money. Um, but they were racing a Tesla against another car. I can't quite remember which car it was. They did the initial drag race and the Tesla lost. The other car won. And then, what is it, Matt Watson? Yeah. Apologize if I got the roof. Yeah. No, no, he's the guy. Um, he's the main guy. He's the main guy. Um, he wanted to win the race, so he decided to get an over the update. Um, over the air. sorry, over the oh, over the air update for yeah. the Tesla. Uh, paid, I think it was one thousand five hundred pounds, and was able to then tune the car within minutes to now be quicker than the other car. And uh, it's just bonkers <laughs> that you can do it so quickly. Yeah, I. I... But the crazy thing is, well, and I know you can go, well, BMW limit their cars, or a lot of manufacturers, not just BMW, limit their cars to, say, 155 miles an hour, and you can pay for an optional extra, and it'll you can get up to 190 miles an hour. Uh, but it just seems, I don't know, to be saying, well, you're actually driving around in a car which will do not to 16 three seconds, but you've only paid us £40,000, so we're just going to give you the one that can get there in five seconds. Uh, but so yeah. it, I would get it if it was a, oh, actually, you need bigger brakes, you need this and that and the other. But it's not, is it? It's purely a no. box in the software. It is. But on the on the flip side of it, okay, yes, I don't agree with the pricing side of it. However, on the other side, it's the fact that the car would then wear out much quicker now that it's got the additional power. But how are you to know? So you, you flash forward 15 years, her test, and you're going, oh, I'm going to buy, go buy a second hand Tesla. Like if. If these I don't options think could survive that long, well, I mean, the Model S. How long have the original Leafs been out for now? Are they about 10, 15 years? Has I don't think they've been that long. I think they came out in two. I know the Renault Zoe launched in twenty. Uh, well, I say I know. I think it was twenty thirteen, and I'm sure the Leaf came out the year before. So actually, it's only ten years, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we don't really know. But I, I, the cost for I think we've touched on this before, but the cost for replacing the batteries and those are crazy. So unless you get a significant back an amount back, um, yeah, because people can recycle it, you're stuffed. And if and and those battery packs were tiny. You go to something like a the EQS now, where you're pushing 100 kilowatt hours for your your battery pack size. You're gonna have to sell your house to replace your battery pack. It's it is yeah, 
it's it's absurd how much they yeah. ask for. Uh, but yeah, but yeah got, I think we're going back. Off, off yeah, we? Go, going back to the point, I think what you were going to say was that it's uh, how do you know that the car previously has been, I guess, driven yeah, harder like than you, it should have been. Yeah, if you say so Tesla have a and Tesla have been caught out with this before with certain things, is how do you know if the previous owners tick this box extra there's been a software update that feature's gone how do you know well, if the person before you's been ragging it around the whole time yeah i'm pretty sure there must be a way to pull out some sort of report from the car to see how it's been driven or how it's been used um for example like on nissan gtrs you can actually log into the onboard diagnostic system and then pull out details of how many launches have been done from the car so you can pull up that sort of detail um, and I'm pretty sure you'll be able to do something like that on a smart car. But okay, I guess we'll have to wait and see. We'll see how how it all goes. And I guess now a lot of servicing is done. There's logs centrally, isn't it? It should be. We'll see. It but, is, yeah. So which I think is what... the best, which is a sort of the flip side of what we were saying, which is it's actually maybe good that you can have it done by the manufacturer because actually all that detail is then logged on the car system rather than Let's say, for example, in my car now, um, if I was to decat it, run it as it was, and then stick the cat back on or do whatnot, nobody would ever know I ever did those things to the car. Yeah, um, but I, I just can't see a, a car manufacturer logging information in a car for it, for it to to the point where it would turn people away from buying them without there to be an option to say, oh, no, actually, it's been inspected by this person. It's all okay. Ticks. They're not going to... I can't see... It'd be it'd be you know residual value suicide for it to be able to go. Oh, don't buy this car; it's a pile of rubbish. But why would the manufacturer care about? Oh, sorry, about making the. Oh, sorry, why would the manufacturer not want to share those details? Because surely they'd want values. to say. But why does the residual value matter to them? Because most of us, or most, or a lot of people, if you're buying new cars in the UK now, you finance it, and those deals are all based off that guaranteed future value. But so, that's given fair uh, usage or whatever, all those other better side of things. Yeah, but take people like McLaren as an example. You, oh, it doesn't have to be McLaren actually. But you, if you make something so affordable or see yeah. more affordable than it is, then you what you either end up doing because so if you make it affordable by pushing up the guaranteed future value, you end up then by getting a bunch of cars back which aren't worth what they stand you at. So as a business, you're paying when right. it comes back. So in this scenario. If you're getting a guaranteed future value of £50,000 for your Tesla, but actually it's come back and it's now a low condition, I mean, granted, you, I guess maybe you're right, maybe there could be clauses in the ownerships of saying um, if it comes yeah. back in this condition, you get X value back, but that's that's additional risk on those that kind of business model, I think. But we've yeah. moved so far past our <laughs> story into hypothetical <laughs> car analysis that manufacturers will roll out. Uh, but it's like when you get a BMW. No, sorry. Private <laughs> conversation. Back to the Polestar Two. What, what are they? You've said about the power increase and the torque increase. Yeah. So what on else top has of it got? <laughs> Let's go back on track. Um, on top of that, the Polestar has been lowered. Um, the ride height it's it's been lowered by twenty five millimeters. Oh my goodness. Um, they've also installed a two way adjustable all lens damper. Uh, damper. Yep, dampers, just the one. Dampers, dampers. <laughs> sorry, um, it's oh, got twenty percent stiffer today, springs. Hitesh. I'm sorry. Sorry, <laughs> uh, and it's also got a new strut bar. Uh, so there's, there's a few handling mods that have been done, nice. uh, which will all obviously help the car. Um, 
And it's also Maybe. now got 21 inch matte black wheels. When you say um, so, you're saying it because it's helping. It could have ruined it. No, I'll say it's. I've done similar sorts of adjustments to my car. I, I personally believe those are great adjustments. I mean, they, oh, no, don't get me wrong. They can be great adjustments. They can be great uh, modifications. Likewise, they can all be terrible. They could adjust- be, yeah. Don't. We just don't know yet. We don't know, but they 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 sound like on paper they're moving in the right direction to make something a bit more sporty, don't they? Oh, 100 percent. I mean, actually, on the back of that, I was just about to say uh, there are only two hundred and seventy of these units. So because of the name two seventy, there's only two hundred and seventy. So we'll never get to try one, I guess. <laughs> um, so unless we steal one. I, I, that's true. That is true. So actually, they all sound great on paper. Whether they really are, we don't quite know. Um, Unfortunately, we will never get the chance to know. No, um, I, mean, I thought that the um, I thought that two seventy was going to be like the power in kilowatts because it's electric. Well, no, no, but well, I mean, it, it still comes with the yeah. It's it's still got a standard, I think, which is a seventy eight kilowatt hour battery. Uh, so unfortunately, no, it's not relating to that. No, no, I mean like as in kilowatt the motor. Oh, the, uh, right, sorry, right in that sense. But no, it's not. Unfortunately, that. It isn't no. no. Um, yeah, so. As I mentioned just then, um, the battery. <laughs> yeah, this is the Ford Fiesta 5 million. <laughs> 5 million kilowatts. That would be insane. Oh, dear. But yeah, sorry. I keep interrupting yeah. on this one. Oh, no, it's not a problem at all. Uh, but the battery, yeah, 78 kilowatt battery, um, and it's got a range of 292 miles. And uh, miles. Is that confirmed? Uh, that is not confirmed, unfortunately. So these are all speculative figures. Wishy-washy figures from Polestar. Yeah, and and again, going back to the whole 270, we won't know. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I was listening to something the other day, actually, that was talking about people that they're more and more so putting numbers on how many models they make. Yeah, I always think that's a bit weird. I, I think it was. What was it for? I don't know whether it is because it makes it more special or i mean i'm giving you not even giving you half a story here but it was along the lines of people people that have done recently and i think this is normally high-end stuff but they've not put a limit on it it can go wrong somehow i'll tell you what i'll look into that and come back next week because that is just a diabolical anecdote for you i'm sorry no that's completely fine I, i get the point because there's a couple of the car models that we've i think talked about or come across where they've just put the number of units that they've produced in the title and yeah, I don't know. I don't quite agree with it, but yeah. Really? I don't like the idea of... I always associate a number in the title being how much power it produces. Oh, so I thought you were meaning just like in general. You don't like it when people say, we're only making 50 of these. Oh, I hate that bit too, but... Oh. If, if something's great, why make only 50 of them? I mean, why yes, it but... becomes exclusive and yeah. so on, and you push the price of them, but please keep making more <laughs> is, is kind of where I'm going with it. Yeah, that's true. I thought, although I think with this, like how many people out there who want an EV are going to pay for one which is stiffer, lower, and looks a bit more sporty, but is no more powerful than the more comfortable version? Surely that's every BMW driver who's got an M Sport. I don't. I don't think that type of person is necessary. I think they'll no. be looking at one of the electric, <laughs> the whatever the M, whatever the electric. Well, like an i8 or i4. No, what's the other one? Is it the M40? M40i. Oh, right, yeah. You know the one. Like I mean. the, the one that's a 4 series, but is, a, the, is the electric I. one. No. No. No, it's the. Is it, let me have the i4. No. <laughs> oh, is it the i4? 
Yeah, <laughs> that was so. That's the four series electric version. Oh, okay. I thought they did. Um, what's the actual model they do it? Do it as? Yeah, you can do, get different variants. So it's like the i four M. Yeah, I think there is maybe an M forty, but there's a few different variants. I'm not too familiar M50. with those. M fifty. There we go. It's the M four I. Wasn't that the SUV? No, no, the i four M fifty. Yeah. I four M. I'm just gonna give it now, so we don't have to. No. Oh, M fifty is I think M fifty is a trim, so you might be able to get the IX three M fifty. Right, got it. Oh dear, Hitesh, what's happened to us? Yeah, I know. <laughs> unfortunately, our electric car knowledge isn't really the best, is it? M sixty is the BMW IX M sixty. They're SUV all just numbers, it. James. It's all on over the air update. The, They're all the same thing underneath. Yeah, I, I, I saw. I've seen a couple of. I'm mean, seen two. So yeah, I've seen a couple, but of the IX. I just can't get over how butt ugly they are. <laughs> so, yeah, to be honest, I think I've come across a few on the road this past month, and yeah. They're so bad, great. aren't they? But, but yeah. Hitesh, on the subject of styling, trying to get through this first story, <laughs> has anything changed with the Polestar 2, I wonder? Apparently, they've um, subtle changes to the bodywork, such as an optional matte black body stripe or a full-body battleship grey satin wrap. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Would he go for either of them? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Standard white. <laughs> I don't oh, that would be a good idea. Why don't people have whiteboard? They could draw on them and then wipe it off whenever you wanted to. I think you could do that. You can just get those chalk sprays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like whitewash that. But, yeah. yeah, and but it so, washes off. <laughs> have we descended into mindless rubbish? We really have, yeah. We need to get back onto the story. I think we're half an hour in and still nowhere past Damn, the first come story. On. So, yes, <laughs> visual change is non-existent to almost none. Yeah. Um, and you're saying what about the... Uh, yeah, so um, it's going to enter production uh, in mid-2022, so we're pretty much there. Um, and it will be delivered... Well, editions of this car will start getting delivered towards the final quarter of this year. Perfect. Um, and... Do you want to have a guess as to how much this car will cost? Oh, also, we don't know how many are coming to the UK at this point. That's the other thing. Um, well, as I said, I was looking at your notes, so I can see. Do you want me to, do you want me to guess what you've written down? Go on, James. I oh, don't think uh, you can. <laughs> would it be uh, £60,000 by any small chance? Oh, James, you can't knowledge is on point. Sorry, Hatesh, I shouldn't have looked at you, though. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Yes, uh, touching 60,000 is what we're expecting. But because there's no final figures and we don't know how many are coming to the UK, this is all still a guesstimate at this point. And so that figure could be very different. Okay, so here's a question for you, Hetesh. This car is, like I'm guessing, like you say, it's, it's aimed at the, the Model 3, but the performance version of the Model 3. Yeah. If it costs similar money, would you go for the Polestar 2 over, or the Polestar 2 BST? Edition 270 over yes. a Model 3 in performance spec. 100%. I think I've already said how much I dislike yeah, you do hate Teslas, Teslas, don't you? Um, I just don't. I'm not a big fan of them. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the, 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 yeah, the Volvo, 100%. I'd go for it. Polestar. Volvo. Polestar. Sorry. <laughs> Polestar. Polestar. Um, I would be, it would be a close run thing, I think. I have never actually sat in a Polestar 2. So I would, I'd have a go in one, but I, I, for me, I see a big appeal in the supercharger network, as in I would be getting a Model 3 to use as my daily. You know you yep. can get to a supercharger charging station and just plug in. You don't have to worry about uh, apps and However, charging stuff. It just it just knows your car. 
Um, no, but then the other thing is, oh, right, okay. But, I mean, we did talk about it this last week, how, you know, Tesla have opened their network up to other car manufacturers. So does that not sway your opinion? No, I don't, it, I don't think it does because I went past, it, it's not all of them yet, and I went past, no. I drove down to, um, I drove down south this weekend. Oh, yeah, um, and of the superchargers, we stopped at a couple of service stations. They they were loads free. It wasn't. They weren't. There wasn't. It wouldn't wouldn't worry me. Right. Okay. So. Interesting. So you're going for the Tesla. If if that was the so okay. So if the question was, would you get a Tesla or a Polestar? You'd go for the Tesla, whereas I'd stay away from it. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd if I want to sit sit in the Polestar too to make sure. But as I say, if I'm using it for my daily, which I would be, it's not going to be my fun car. Yep. The supercharger network is a big bonus for me. Okay, interesting. Hmm. Right. Story so, number two. Story number two. Yeah, this rate we'll have this podcast done in what four hours? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just about. Um, right. So I'll jump in with story number two. So the DeLorean is truly back from the future uh, with the new Alpha Five. Uh, this is the first DeLorean that has been unveiled after forty years, and this is a long-awaited follow-up to the DMC Twelve. Uh, and it's a car that retains its, uh, uh, it's going to retain its iconic gullwing doors um, from the original model. So, which for anyone that has not seen it, was the car that was used in the Back to the Future trilogy. Yep. Which I think is a cool car. It is. Would a very never cool own car. one, but I think it looks cool. <laughs> Actually, yeah, they, they, they weren't great for reliability, were they? Uh, I don't know, but they don't rust. Like people they don't like rust. All the body panels don't rust. Yeah, but uh, just don't look underneath. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I feel like that's like the classic. You know what they say with Land Rover Defenders? Yeah, body panels don't rust. Yeah, but the chassis on the other side, <laughs> rotting from the inside. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, they're finally back, um, DeLorean, and it's the Alpha Five. They've actually got a few other models that will also be making their way over, uh, but the Alpha Five is probably the one that we're probably looking forward most to. Uh, the probably. car comes. I, I am. Um, the car comes with an all-electric powertrain and a battery size of 100 kilowatts, uh, kilowatt hours. Uh, and it gives that, yeah, pretty big. So, it, however, when you compare it to what the Polestar is going to come with, it's comparable because actually, with a 100 kilowatt hour battery pack, it's only going to do 300 miles, which is what only eight more than uh, the Polestar Two that we've just been talking about. Yeah, um, but I'm thinking 100 kilowatt. Oh, that's what you said. The Polestar was 78. That's right. That's a big leap up, would you say? It's a big leap up. I mean, providing in... it translates to range, but yeah, are they the well, same size car? Uh, no. I mean, I've not compared dimensions, but this is a four-door, four-seater, Polestar, four-door, five-seater. Oh, so this is more of a Taycan. The other one's more of a Model 3. Yeah, seat. that's it. Okay. That's, that's actually, yeah, the exact car that we'll be talking about in a second, the Taycan. Oh. <laughs> because this is Look supposed to be that. Look at stuff. I know. <laughs> Did you look up my notes? Is that what it was? Never. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this car is set to become a competitor to the Porsche Taycan, and it's going to compete in that range of cars. Now, not two sixty figures. Uh, it's at three seconds. I think officially it said three point two seconds, and the top speed is one hundred fifty five miles per hour. Delorean has also said that the car should do a not to eighty eight mile per hour time of four point three five seconds, so pretty nippy. And why is that important, Hetesh? Because uh, we all like to get up to speed and go beyond. <laughs> so, <laughs> is that your I, actual answer, or do you want to rethink that? 
No, I have no idea. I just the, it was an interesting thing that they threw up, and I had no idea why. Have you ever seen Back to the Future? <gasps> oh, right. Okay, got it. Yeah. Well, did you hear that? Yes. That <laughs> penny drop. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I completely... not made that connection. No, I didn't. No, <laughs> it's just yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, this is more than reason to, to, to buy this car. Is, there's you just go. <laughs> How odd that 88 miles you think they'd rather than even 90. <laughs> yeah, why not just do 90? Why uh, not go all the way to 100? Yeah, that's well, but okay, are this they, makes I'm more assuming sense. These, these numbers aren't are they confirmed? As in, are these have they got a real car yet? Uh, no, I don't believe so. It's still at concept stage, the car. Well, not right. concept, it's been officially unveiled and it will go into production, uh, I believe later this year. So it's officially going to, to make its debut later this year. <laughs> That's right. Um, and then production will start in 2024. Uh, all these details are still yet to be confirmed. But yeah, we can expect it to go on sale soon. I believe a lot of people that want to place their orders can do so. And then what whenever it it's like? produced. Uh, what it looks like. I do yeah, have gonna, a, an gonna, image on my laptop open. But it does look pretty cool. Glorian. What's it? The Alpha 5. The Alpha 5. Oh, yeah, you, you weren't lying. It has got its gullwing doors. Yeah. That does look like the kind of car that would go against a Porsche Taycan. Although, I'm not going to lie, I'm picking up a bit of Kia EV6 in the front end. You know what else it reminded me of? Uh, have you seen any of the... Uh, I'm going to screw up the name, but the Rimac um, cars. Um, Some of them. I saw the one that Richard Hammond crashed. Yeah, it, it reminds me of those. Oh, I tell you what, it doesn't look good from a side profile. You know, oh, what really? I think front uh, three quarters, front back, dead on. Yeah, it looks good. Side profile. Okay, that's so looking a little yeah, frumpy to me. A bit, only a little bit, but I, I still think it's a very good looking car from behind. No, no, yeah, I say behind from the front three quarters. Yeah, side profile. Maybe not. Not yeah. so sure, but we'll oh, put some photos really of that good. up on on Instagram if anyone um, fancies. Our, our handle is automotive. Which we'll spell or at the end of the podcast. ME cars. Yeah, or you, well, you can search hashtag ME cars. We've not managed to change our username to ME cars yet because someone else has stolen it. Yeah, but we'll take it back at some point. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, oh, so coming back to the story, if anybody is wondering why has DeLorean all of a sudden decided to make such a big comeback, um, because this isn't the only car that they were bringing back. They'll, they've got a few other cars, and there's SUVs and all sorts of other vehicles that will Ooh. be coming back. All electric, though. Um, actually, sorry, not all electric. Sorry, that was wrong. Um, they have got a few cars with V8s lined up. Makes sense. Cover yeah. all bases. <laughs> Cover all bases. Uh, but the whole reason why they make being able... Well, the reason why they're even able to come back to market at all is because they're being revived by a US-based outfit, uh, which is headed up by a CEO by the name of Juice De Vries. I think I nailed so, that. Say that again, please. Uh, I didn't quite catch that head dash. Juice debris. <laughs> <I'm> gonna... <laughs> I struggled the first time. Thanks. <laughs> um, uh, and this person um, was previously a high ranking <laughs> yeah. official. Unknown if they're a man or a woman. Is that what I'm picking up for you there, head dash? <laughs> what do you reckon Juice debris looks like? <laughs> I don't want to guess. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm expecting a very thin Frenchman. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. He doesn't look anything like it. I mean, his first two pictures, and you Google him, one is 
uh, they say the camera adds ten pounds. The other one looks oh, really? like he's, the other one looks like it's taking ten pounds from him. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. So I'm right on him being skinny. So. <laughs> um, okay. But, so that, that yeah. is, would you I would you have one based on what you know uh, compared to a Porsche Taycan? Yeah, you're I, I'm taking a Taycan. Screw this car. <laughs> I mean, the whole reason being, it's still far from production. Even though it's said it to be a competitor to the Taycan, the Taycan's here now, whereas this is still a good four. Well, sorry, not four years away. Another two, three years away. Uh, because of that whole reason, I, for me, it would always be the Porsche. Interesting. You are a bit of a Porsche Taycan fan. I have expressed my love for them a few times. <laughs> Got that tattoo on your back, didn't you? Taycan for life. <laughs> even though I've never even been in one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Um, What would I do? I actually think the Porsche Taycan looks fantastic and the the, the general consensus around how it drives is great. But I, I, the range for me isn't as isn't all that impressive. On the Taycan or on this? Sorry. On the Taycan, I think if you when you go on to Porsche's uh, range calculator and you actually type in when you put in the different models. Yeah. I I can never get it to add up to the the max claim range. I can't what it, can't remember what it is, but I seem to have in my head that around three hundred miles is about where it tops out. So yeah. it's very very similar to this car in range. I think. Depending on where the car's priced. How, yeah. However, saying that, the Taycan could potentially uh, be upgraded over the next two years. So we're talking about the Taycan today. It By the time downgraded. this comes out. Hmm? Think of that one. Okay. Yeah. Because every manufacturer does that. <laughs> um, but well, I'm sorry. Taycan... But when we get to the next story, I think you'll find there are some certain downgrades manufacturers are doing to their cars. <laughs> Oh, unfortunately, they are. But I think that's a good reason for us to move on to the next story. <laughs> no, I didn't pick whether I would keep. Um, would I keep? Oh, sorry, yeah. Would I go for? Mm. As I, I, I get, I've got the same problems I had with the last car. Actually, I, I'm not buying these kind of cars for for that fun toy. I mean, these are slightly different in that you're using to cruise around. No, I think I'd get the Porsche. I, I, yeah, I'd get the Porsche. You're oh, right. Perfect. Because oh. this would be. I'm not getting this for fun. I'm literally just getting it to. The, to schlep around in, and I think the yeah. Porsche would be the better car for that. Uh, I think and the also, the back end of this car looks so much better than the Porsche, but yeah, yeah, and and also with the Taycan, you've got at least a bit more of uh, knowns. Like, but then, if, if something yeah. goes wrong, I don't think Porsche are going to disappear tomorrow. No, whereas the DeLorean um, has disappeared and now been revived. So. Yeah, um, hopefully this time they won't make them in a different country to sell them to markets and all that good stuff. Yeah, if anyone ever, not. if no one knows the history of DeLorean, there are loads of uh, books and TV shows that kind of cover it. So, research it. It's a very interesting story. Uh, story three, then. Let's move on to that. Yeah. So, brace yourself, Hatesh, because I know you, you've taken this news hard. But Mercedes AMG is waving goodbye to the current generation of E63 with a limited run S final edition model. Um, now, the reason this is big news is because the next generation is expected to use an inline-four plug-in hybrid power powertrain, which will be, be based around the two-litre engine, we think. Why? Um, but And not the massive brute of a V8 that they're using in the current models. Um, would yeah, you like so a moment to... Yeah, you know, there was one thing about Mercedes-AMGs and, you know, the cars with the V8s. The rumble of that engine was just phenomenal. Yeah. No, it's it was. just... I, even Mercedes-AMG models... 
a, apart from the E-class derivative ones that are keeping the V8, they're still going to be hybridized in some form. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to try and enter a, a s- short sound clip of a V8 if, for anyone that doesn't know, but they sound amazing. Probably not for your neighbours. <laughs> no, my neighbours hate me anyway, so I don't really but, care about them at this point. <laughs> that's, that's maybe why they hate you. No lie. <laughs> um, but just to just to rattle off a bit more information about this before her test starts crying. So let's say the powertrain we're expected to be based around a, a, the two liter unit, which is derived from the A class. It's being previewed at the moment in the next C sixty three, and in the C sixty three, it's going to produce around six hundred and seventy one brake horsepower. Which is 470 from the from the four cylinder engine and 201 from the electric motor. Now I think 470 brake horsepower from a two liter four cylinder engine is nuts. Oh, 100 percent. It's just stupid. absolute absolute crackers. Um, but that's that's a bit of a bit of background. I'm, I'm, we're assuming that the C class, not C class, the E class, will be a bit more powerful than the than the C class. But we'll have to wait and see. Maybe it'll have a big electric motor or two motors. Who knows? Um, but f- Going back to the old version of the E63, which is going out of production now. So this this uh, S final edition. So the S bit's kind of confusing because it's the E63S final edition. Right. Um, there's going to be just 999 units. They're going to be spread around global markets. So they're not all coming to the UK. Um, and really, it's just visual changes. The mechanicals are the same, but your final edition models will come in matte graphite, grey mango is the colour. Um <laughs> Or Magno, sorry, not Mango. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds yeah, a bit they've funny. They've gone crazy. It's an orangey-grey. They've um, gone tropical. <laughs> yeah, 20-inch black alloy wheels, some special badges on the C-pillars. There's a few changes inside with your, your like your obligatory center console badge saying this is number blah de blah de blah of 999 um, What do that... you think of those badges? I honestly oh. think it means nothing. Uh, it's a similar thing, actually, to what we were saying earlier about the Polestar 2. I think yeah. those kind of badges on a car like this, where it's just visual, it's like you, you're you just trying to shift the last few units, aren't you, really? Yeah. And if this people buy into that... that 999 or... Yeah, if it yeah. was, this is the final edition of the C63, you're getting an extra 50 brake horsepower, you're getting, I don't know, a, a, a special diff, we've, we've fettled with the dampers and springs... Then you've got your limited nine hundred ninety nine models, but it's it's just it's just a few bits of glittery yeah. goodness, isn't it, that they're putting on? It's yeah. Um, oh, actually, question. So yeah. you know, whenever they make like the final editions, and you know, so let's say there are only a hundred units, there's always a few cars that are always either in the first week or whatnot, always crashed, and you know, we'll never really get to. Oh yeah. Someone's going to see the road. <laughs> yeah, to it. exactly. So, do you reckon car manufacturers should make a few extra on top of the final hundred, just to um, compensate? No, I don't. I think it's a it's a limited run. You've there are your models. If people crash them, they crash them. You've got to ex- oh. you've got to accept it. Why? <laughs> but I, I, one thing though that I I I do think it would be better if they did is. This is a big change for yeah. for me. This is they're going from the V8 to a hybrid. 
I think they should change the name. Right, okay. I'm not saying change E-Class and C-Class. I just don't think they should be the 63 anymore. Yeah, because the 63 always referred to the 6.3 litre engine. and Yeah. Well, that's I how just, I saw it. it just, they yeah. should park that and go, yeah, that's a, not least for the fact it'll make it easier for me to search for it should be the E20? Uh, <laughs> the two liter. <laughs> it just sounds so rubbish. It sounds like a downgrade at this point. It does, but they they, well, they could surely the... find something. The six E, maybe. There's like then they can well, like, say, maybe the E E sixty seven. It's six hundred seventy one brake horsepower. Six hundred. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, but just yeah. something. I just something. I just think they could go the that the E sixty three. That that sixty three has been iconic now for. As in not this particular yes. model, but as in that 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 whether it's after the C six three or the E six three or the S sixty three or whatever it was after, that is it's a an iconic car. An iconic car, and it means a lot to petrol heads, I think. Um, yeah, and I think they should do the decent thing and retire Change the name. Them. Yeah, they should have retired it on a proper a proper proper limited run special. But a that's just me. Focused E sixty three. That would be amazing. So which would you buy one of these? Let's say, Hitesh, you have the money to buy this kind of thing and you know they're going to be the last... We're assuming they're going to be the last... No, they will be the last. Let's stick with that. Last 999 units. Would you buy one? No, just because I don't think there's enough changes, to be honest. To really say that it's, you know, a special edition, final sort of hurrah to the E63. I I don't really think they've kind of done it justice, to be honest. Um, Because of that reason, I wouldn't. You know, um, buy an M4 in protest. <laughs> well, or an well, M5. What I was going to say was, I would actually rather go spend that same amount of money on an on a non special edition E63 and give it that tribute it deserves and really make those upgrades that it needs or you would like to see to yeah. really give it its last hurrah. Needs, I like that. Upgrades it needs. <laughs> <laughs> it always needs yeah. more power in your in your eyes. Okay, so we're on the same page for that one. That's a nice way to end. Aren't we happy? Now should we go sing Kumbaya around a fire? <laughs> Let's do it. Kumbaya. Actually, we can't do that because we have a mystery car to settle. Moving into the hotly anticipated Mystery Car of the Week segment, as always, one of us has picked a car as in a specific make, model and body style that we came across during the week while dreaming slash dreaming over the classifieds. We'll drip feed the other presenter five clues, plus the starter hit from the start of the beginning of the show, uh, to see how quickly they can guess the Mystery Car. We invite you to play along and let us know whether you guessed the car correctly and or if you beat the host, either through Instagram or the poll associated with uh, with this uh, podcast if you listen to it on Spotify. If the host guesses a car before the end of the clues, we will insert an also-subtle horn over the guess, so not to spoil the game for anyone yet to identify the mystery car. Now, are you ready, James? Yes, I am. Could you refresh me with what your hint was from the beginning? I seem to remember it made me think about the NSX. So Hadesha's first hint was a car that came with striking looks Supercar performance for its time and fantastic handling, but failed to grab the attention of buyers. James, this is weird. Why has my phone gone? I've not even left this seat. Oh, there it is. Found it. In your hand? Classic? <laughs> no, it's uh, <laughs> under some books. <laughs> Found it. Perfect. Try right, so. Think. 
whether about which cars I know that are like that. So supercar looks or striking looks, supercar performance for its time, and fantastic handling, but failed to grab the attention of the buyers. Was it a Toyota 2000 GT? No. Unfortunately, no. I don't know if that's what they're called, but the one they had in the Bond film is the car, I think it... Toyota... I can tell you for certain, it's not that car. But I can give you the the first clue. Also, I'd just like to just shout out to the Toyota 2000 GT. I think it's an incredible car. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so yeah. we can expect it on a future mystery car of the week. <laughs> well, not now. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, clue number one, because that, that's pretty much what I've got for now. Uh, the car was developed alongside the Lotus Elise S2, but it had many different parts. Does that help in any way? Lotus Elise S2 developed. Hennessy Venom, maybe? Hennessy Venom? Yeah. Venom? No, no, unfortunately not. Okay, give me a second. So, developed alongside the Lotus Elise S2. Is this so you can Google this? No, no, I've got my arms crossed. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking. Hey, Tesh, right, I don't cheat this game, unlike certain people. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Lotus, uh, so definitely the Elise it was developed by, alongside. So, so it was, de- yeah, developed alongside the Elise S2. So, mm. I guess you could, uh, you know, think about the styling and think of the Elise. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. So they got the Elise. But I mean, is this going to be can't... one of Hitesh's duff clues? Where it's because uh, in my head, I've gone to think it's as a completely different brand. Yeah. Um, but oh, are you saying it is a completely different brand? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, you can't tell me, can you? Because that's a clue. Exactly. Um, <laughs> let, let me think. Completely. Different but you're more than welcome to take that as clue number two if you'd like. No, no, no. I'll just um. I mean, so I'll tell you what some... I'll do. I'll just guess some other Lotus cars. If it's not them, then I know it's the, I know it's not a Lotus. Is it the Lotus Exige? Uh, no, it's it's not a Lotus. Oh, okay, right. Okay, yeah. so let me. So it's developed alongside the Lotus Elise. What other cars do I know that have a bonded chassis or a bonded aluminium chassis? Yeah, it's quite a unique car in that sense. Well, uh, apart from all the Lotuses. Apart from all the Lotuses. <laughs> um, Ariel's a tubular. Because we've got the scaffolding. Catrum's the I feel same. like I could say other bits about this car, but it's, it sounds like a clue. But some may uh-huh. say... <gasps> no, here we go. Is it an Alfa Romeo 4C? No, it isn't. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, could I have another clue, please? <laughs> right. So the car featured a 2.2-litre engine, which produced 145 brake horsepower. So for its time, it was, you know, pretty quick. For its time, uh, this is, we're talking noughties, aren't we? Because that's when the when was the S two made? Late two thousands, two thousands. I think it's very early two thousands. I think the S one was wasn't the S one like ninety nine to two thousand and four or something. Something around that sort of age, yeah. But this is yeah, you you around the sort of year that this came out. Two point two, two point two. Yeah, so a little oh. side note. Oh done, oh done. Go on. <laughs> Damn you, James. Yes! How do you know this, James? <laughs> Somebody is Googling on your behalf. <laughs> no, no one's Googling on my behalf. I just have. I'm just... just uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I would have ever guessed this car. But there's not... Name another tubular... Sh- they're not tubular. Like that, that kind of car. There aren't that many. 
No. So when you look at this car, you can definitely tell the styling is very similar to the Lotus. Were you looking at these cars to buy? No, I was looking at the Lotus earlier this week, and I just came across a Vauxhall. For yourself or for another person? No, just out of boredom, I guess. There's a couple of cars (laughs) I've been looking at, really, to be honest, this week. Um, To be honest, I really should have picked a car that I was really looking at, but this was just something that came up on the side and I thought, oh, nice. interesting. Yeah. Well, should we finish off the clues? Yeah, uh, so, um, a third clue was that a turbo variant oh, was revealed. Did you get an email? No. A third clue was that a turbo variant was released in um, 2003 with a 2 litre engine, which then produced 200 brake horsepower, and there were also some slight changes to the suspension. Mm, cool. So, just an interesting fact there. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. Don't think it really would have helped. And a fourth clue was that the latest iteration, which is a turbo variant that I just mentioned, weighed in at 920 kilograms, which was actually heavier than the original. That's still crazy light, though, isn't it? It's Yeah, considering, yeah, 200 brake horsepower, less than a ton, great handling. It just ticks all the boxes that you could want. Well, apart from the badge. Unfortunately, that's where the whole downfall for this car came, was the badge. And the final clue was that the car was made by a manufacturer which is the UK's oldest surviving car brand. So if you hadn't guessed already... For now. (laughs) For now. (laughs) Um, Which, so if you've not guessed by this point, it was a Vauxhall. And the particular car that we were looking at was the VX220, which if you've not seen pictures of, looks remarkably similar to an Elise. How much do you reckon the most expensive VX220 is on Autotrader? Is it £17,000? No, it is £32,000. Oh, wow. Okay. seems like a lot of money. It is. How much do you reckon the cheapest one is? £17,000. I love someone. (laughs) I've gone Vauxhall VX220, filter that. Top hit, like the top bit at the top, which is a sponsored bit, is discover the Vauxhall Grandland plug-in hybrid E. I'm like, yeah, I'm really looking at VX220 and think, actually, I'm going to get a plug-in <laughs> crossover. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but the cheapest one is £13,000. Oh, wow. Or £12.5. Would you buy one of these? That's the other question. Um, I think if it came down to, if these were more affordable than, than a, a Lotus Elise S1, which I don't think they are looking at it, well, not by much. I, I think I'd rather have the Lotus. Uh, it's a badge, isn't it? And I think that's um, the one thing that... Oh, I also just think it looks... I think the Lotus looks nicer. Yeah. I'm not so much fussed about the badge, to be fair. Because, I mean, However, as you know, full well It does well handle now, better, and it has more power. Does it handle better? Apparently. That's one of the things that... Who is spreading this said. vicious rumours? <laughs> um, but okay, maybe I need to give it, give them both a go. Both a go but... I, yeah. I would definitely like to have some kind of like Caterham, Elise, that kind of yeah. lightweight. Doesn't actually go very fast, but feels awesome doing it kind of car. Yeah, because these are those light cars that feel like go-karts. That's really where this is. car shines. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. And now on to any other business. So this first point, which we're not covering in an in-depth story, which you'll, you'll find out why in a moment, but, uh, but basically... The Toyota GR Corolla has a limited edition model coming. It's called the Marizo Edition. I hope I'm not murdering that too badly. It's being released later this year, and it's a track-focused version of the of the Corolla. 
However, none will be coming to the UK. And we've already covered the Corolla a while back, so if you want to go back through our podcast episodes and listen to that, you can. But sadly, not coming to the UK, and there will be just 200 examples. However, hopefully, some of those will be earmarked for Japan. So if you want to import them, it'll be right-hand drive. Perfect. <laughs> and then our final any other business, we do have a question from a listener. Ooh. And the question is, Maybe. if you were a car... <laughs> if you were a car, what would you be and why? So if I was like if I was physically a car. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna put a bit too much thought into this, Hatesh. I would want to be something mod uh so that I'm 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 currently in use now, so I'm not just rotting. Yep. But I'd want to be special enough that I will become a classic. Um I also want to be special enough that people look after me now because otherwise I'm gonna get crushed and destroyed very soon. So, I'm feeling like an Alpine isn't quite quite what I'm looking what I'm looking for. Gio Corolla's fun, but I don't think they're going to be as well looked after as they need to be. That's just a hunch because I know the service intervals on them are tiny. Yeah. Um, I think I would be the new BMW M5 CS. Okay. Because I'm awesome. I think I look pretty good. Limited editions of people would hopefully look after me. So expensive that. The people who buy me at the moment will look after me, but I also can do the fun, the other like the boring family stuff. Right. What about? I you? mean, that's going very practical. But assuming I can be any car, the one yeah. car I would be is a 1967 Ford Mustang Shelby. However, there's an EV variant uh, that a company called Charge Cars were creating. Um, I would be fun. one of those. Out of every single possible car in the entire planet, yep, you're picking a car which is A, going to get stolen by Nicolas Cage. Yes. <laughs> and B, electric. Yep. We've got to think about the future. What? Then why aren't you <laughs> driving around EVs now? Go sell your cars and bikes. Assuming, because assuming this is what I'm going to be, this is what I'm going to be for the rest of my life, you'd want to... The, the bike whole car why the, situation. Why not be the petrol Shelby Mustang of the old olden times? Assuming I could travel back in time, then yes, I would be. But if it was me today, I think I'd have to be the electric variant. I think you've just found a new way to disappoint me. <laughs> Sorry, James. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> as disappointing as it may be, because I'm going to be this car for the rest of my life. Well, I until want your batteries. Do <laughs> you really think your like your chassis is going to be set up for heavy batteries? Go, you're going to be right saggy by the time you hit. Somebody's 90. made effort to modify these cars to be able to do that. So, um, I'd love to be on the road every day. I don't want to be locked away just because of fuel prices being high. Uh, I want to be out on the road every day, so I want to be the electric variant, so I can be charged up. You go out on a daily drive, and still look extremely cool. But secretly rubbish. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I've seen these cars do donuts. <laughs> or You've seen donuts. an electric Mustang doing donuts. No, I haven't. Not physically, but. <laughs> well, um, okay, right. That's interesting. I've I've learned a lot today. Yeah, but I think um, we should probably end the show before I, any more disappointments come my way. Should we change our name to the facts of the 
I don't know, the disappointment? <laughs> the... <laughs> the disappointment podcast. <laughs> the disappointment, yeah. <laughs> I did have a great idea for a radio station, right? So it just plays sad, depressing music. Uh, and it's called... Voices? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's cool. To be fair, you had a listener... Get... Well, we, ha- we had a listener get in contact to tell us that you had a sexy voice, so... Ooh. <laughs> that, I... I'll take that. There's... It's going to his head. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so my pet, my, my petrol station, my radio station would just play depressing music and would be called FM Space L. FM Space L. I mean, okay. spa- space, is a, space isn't a word, as in it would be yeah. when you looked on your screen, instead of being FML, it would be FM, like Radio FM Space L. Right. Oh, I see it's wasted on you, Hatesh. I, I don't get it, James. Sorry. <laughs> Do you know what FML means? Oh... I've not heard that term. I'm not down with the kids, <laughs> but I down do want to know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I know what you mean. I mean, you could just say the word, but then it'll, it will be. I'm unsure whether you could have that as a public radio station name. No, I really doubt it. Uh, but yeah, right. I think we get to the end of the show. I think we've 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 dragged ourselves over the line now, Hatesh. So we that have. brings us to the end of the podcast this week. Thank you for listening, and we hope you have enjoyed the facts and fury. As much as session I have today. Um, if you like what you've heard, please rate, review, and or click the notification icon to get an alert for when our next podcast is released, as this all helps grow the podcast and eventually will grow the range of automotive content. Um, if you fancy reaching out with any questions or even any feedback for what you've heard, um, your best bet is to, to get in contact with us through Instagram. Um, our handle is automotive as mentioned before so that's spelled a-u-t-o-m-o-a-n-t-i-v um, which is the brand that brings you the facts and furious series alternatively if you search for ame cars so that's a-m-e cars it's exactly how it sounds um you can get find us through that way um that's all from us though thank you and goodbye bye-bye <laughs>